Hello, lovely ladies, and welcome to Zion's Company of Women podcast. I'm Lana. And I'm Courtney. And it's wonderful to have you with us today. Hello, Courtney, my friend. How Hello, are you doing? Lana. I'm great. I'm great. I'm, um, we are in the awkward part of changing of seasons here in Oklahoma, which usually means that um, it's really cold for a while, and then it decides to be really, really hot again. So... Wow. Nobody really knows exactly what's going on, but we're excited because something's yeah. changing. <laughs> so. well, you have a ja- we've got a jacket on today, so is it cold today? No, it's not. But what I like to do when I'm already in the mood, because I already have my Christmas tree set up in my room. That was a little yes. prophetic thing that I did with the Lord. I like to just turn the air conditioning on and close the blinds and just pretend. Like I just pretend it's doing something cold outside. <laughs> Okay, it is it is totally confession time right now. So so I may or may not here in in Australia because at Christmas time it's really hot, right? I may or may not close all of the blinds and turn the aircon on really cold, and I may or may not put a fireplace on the screen on my television. Maybe. May <laughs> or may not, but definitely do. Right. <laughs> we have definitely done those things here. We had a, a couple Christmases ago. We had a a day. It was our Christmas day. We were outside setting up a zip line for the kids in t-shirts and shorts and we're getting sunburned. So it's just, it happens. I get it. I get it. You just do yeah. what you have to do, Lana. That's right. And it makes, it makes my heart happy. It makes my, it, it hugs my soul to think yeah. that I'm imagining that outside it's freezing and it's, I'm having a white Christmas when really yes. it's boiling hot, right? Yes. But 100%. hey, so random, like you have a beautiful Christmas tree in the back of your um, your room there. Mm-hmm. And I put on this morning my little earrings that I bought on a Christmas stand Aww. like a couple of days ago. So I'm like, Perfect. it's all happening Christmas. It is. It is. It's all happening. <laughs> it's all good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I am very excited about this morning and, uh, and what the Lord is going to do. And we have the beautiful Joe Stanford with us this morning, who is wonderful in every way. And she, I'm going to brag on her because she is also uh, one of uh, the staff members of Lana Vorza Ministries. She's one of my beautiful PAs. And I am just so happy um, that she's here this morning. And ladies, you are going to be so blessed by this woman and her heart and the way that she walks with Jesus and the way she hears his voice. You're in for a treat. It's going to be amazing. So, Joe, hello. Welcome. Hey, Lana. Hey, Courtney. Thank you for having me. I am so excited for this. It's going to be great. We are excited for this, Joe. Like, we are excited to hear what the Lord pours out through you and through your lens and through the beautiful heart that you carry. Um, we're, we're just really excited. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are going to make me cry already. Okay. <laughs> that was our goal. So. Point. Tick done. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be wonderful. Joe, for those that might be listening that they're like, Oh, Joe, I've never heard of Joe before, or I get emails from Joe, but I don't know much <laughs> about Joe. How about you tell the lovely ladies a little bit about your wonderful self? Yes. So um, if you are part of one of Lana's schools, then you probably have received an email from me. Um, (laughs) I've been working for Lana for about a year and a half now as one of her PAs and now am part of the amazing Zion's Company of Women team, which is just incredible. Um, I live in South Australia 
I live with my four chickens. <laughs> um, what else do I do? I'm a writer, a um, bit of a geek as well, love my fantasy stories, love reading. Um, yeah, I love a bit of cooking as well, and I absolutely love Jesus. Yes, so good. Joe, can I ask you, what's your favourite drink? What do you love? What what hugs your soul? Ooh. What hugs your heart? Gosh, I do love a good cup of tea. Yes. Or if um, the weather's hot, then a nice soda water, maybe with a squeeze of lemon and a bit of mint leaves. That's oh. always a nice refreshing one. Yes, yes. Well, I remember, Joe, when you were here, what was that, a number of months ago, ladies, Joe and Eloise came and, like, were in my house. It was just, it was fun. <laughs> um, but you introduced me to um, putting actual mint leaves in hot water and drinking That's it right. like that. Yes. Yeah, because I love peppermint tea and so I have my, like, awesome little organic peppermint tea bags but that that was just life changing. That I can go to my garden. Why didn't I think of that and pick <laughs> out some mint leaves and put it in boiling water? So thank you for that. For giving me a, a drink that hugs my heart. <laughs> it's very delicious, very soothing for the tummy, and just warming. But funnily enough, I don't actually like mint tea. But the mint oh. leaves in the hot water, yep. love it. There you go. So good. Well, there you go, ladies. You've learned some things about Joe that you probably didn't know. So mm -hmm. that's always fun, isn't it? <laughs> well, we're going to dive in this morning. Yeah. It's gonna um, be you know, Joe, we've I've been saying this every time we open up with a new podcast, but last season we did a whole uh, an entire podcast on Song of Solomon, and you were with us um, when we when we walked through that session. Um, you know, months ago with a group of ladies, you got to um, pour into them and, and dive into it um, together with us. So, you know, I know that that's something that we've all, all three of us have traveled together with the Shulamite, with, um, you know, Jesus becoming and making her the, the bride. Um, but, you know, we've kind of shifted gears just a little bit with this new season that we're on. And really what we're wanting to do is, is just open up this space to, um, hear the Jesus in you. I want to hear what uh, the kingdom looks like coming through Joe Stanford. So my first question that I just want to lead off with us today is I want to know, Joe, what does it mean to you to live as a woman that's fully alive? I love that you phrased it that way and that you want to know the Jesus in me because to be fully alive is to be fully me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I guess I wanted to sort of share a few stories with you of things that God has done in my life um, because I'm a writer, I'm a storyteller, that's how I live, that's whenever I preach it seems to be stories. So, um, But, yeah, just how God has outworked some of those things in my life, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so because... I think, you know, the way God has created us each individually to be fully alive, yeah, that is to be fully who I am. I can't be Courtney. I can't be Lana, even though you girls are amazing and I look up to you so much. But God has called me to be me. So, um, yeah, I wanted to share a little bit about that. Um, so let me start off with 
I guess how I came well, I guess how I came to be doing this in a way is how mm -hmm. I first let, met Lana which is mm -hmm. just an amazing thing it's God and put it all into place as Lana says you can't make this up right <laughs> um, so a few years ago um, I spent a year in Israel Mm -hmm. And it was about six months after coming home from that. Mm -hmm. And I was still sort of finding my place, finding what am I doing now? What's my purpose? What's my role? I just felt a bit lost. Um, and it was beginning of 2020 and I went to a Rend Collective concert. Amazing band. Amazing, amazing. I love Rend Collective. Um, they are. I love them too. So during this concert, and just afterwards, had the most amazing time, just this beautiful time of worship, of pure joy. And God really spoke to me through that. Um, and the next day, I'm just talking this over what God spoke to me with my mum and my dad. And I'm like, okay, well, what, I, what do I do with this? And then mum actually pulls out her phone and starts reading this prophetic word um, from Lana. She had recently found her. And as she's reading this word, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I need to get in touch with this lady because she is just speaking my heart right now. <laughs> and so I actually did, I think, pretty quickly. Lana does that it. with a lot of us. You know, you know, you do that, right, Lana? Like you just like come into like you just take our journals out and you're just like, I'm just going to take this so page here times. and I'm going to read that. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, so Joe. Times, so Go right ahead. Times. No, please. So many specific phrases and it's just like he gets me um so i pretty quickly got in touch with lana because she had just moved to adelaide as well which was just like timing oh my goodness so i actually asked her whether she would do mentoring and just shared a bit of my story um with that as well and received a very lovely email back that was so encouraging but unfortunately mentoring wasn't something Lana had been called to mm. and so I'm like, oh well fine okay God but obviously you connected us here somehow um and I think it was soon afterwards that I wrote I did a you know goals page with a little mind map of the bubbles going out of goals for my house of doing a veggie patch and goals for um my writing and goals for my church stuff and the prophetic and during the prophetic was um, one of the things was um, I had Lana mentor question mark because still it's like, well, this is still something that I feel, you know, I, I want I want connection here. I, I feel mm -hmm. there's something. Um, and so during this time, I can't remember the exact sequence of dates. It was very, very soon after that concert that um, COVID hit full bore mm -hmm. and everything got shut down. Rent mm -hmm. Collective actually had to cut their tour, their world tour short because of it. And Lana started doing her schools. <laughs> so, of course, I signed up straight away. Um, and during, during those schools, I actually, in effect, got that mentoring that I was looking for, mm -hmm. which was just incredible. <laughs> and of course um i thought yeah okay this is cool this is you know thank you god 
little did I know that was only just the beginning. <laughs> so good. And isn't God just like that? He gives us a little bit and we think it's so good and then he brings us to more and more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so much. And so doing these schools, I think I've, I've done probably about half of them, I think, whenever God just calls you to that certain one. But in these schools, Lana, you know, she'll say something or Kevin will say something when he was doing the schools as well. And just watching you and Kev interact, Lana, is just amazing. You're bantering between each other and just being so normal. (laughs) And just, and I mean that in the best way because we Mm -hmm. often look at people who are doing these podcasts, who are doing these preachings. Yeah. And think there, you know, oh, I could never do that. Mm. And that's what I thought back then. And here I am doing it right now. But, um, yeah, it's just, I'm just normal. I'm just me. But here mm. I am. I'm, okay, I am something special because God has put that in me. But mm. I'm no more special than you ladies who are listening to it right now. Mm-hmm. And, as Lana was talking and teaching, she'd say something. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, God told me that last week. Or God told me that just yesterday. I'm like, maybe I do hear from God more than I think I do. So good. And so God was taking me on this journey to, I guess, trust in myself and trust in my own ability to hear mm-hmm. from him. I've been a Christian my whole life, but still we sort of put ourselves in a little box. We say, oh, no, those those things, those prophetic words, those God speaking to people like that in those ways is for those people, not for me. But that's not true. It's for us as well. For, you know, he speaks to us each individually. We are all able to hear his voice. Yes. And so during that time, God spoke to me again. Um, It was just after some prayer and fasting time. I was praying for Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement. And prayer and fasting, 24 hours the whole day, sundown to sundown. The next day, um, no food, no water. Um, I had just finished that, um, had some water, but I was just about to sit down and have my dinner. And God said, five more minutes. And I was hungry. I'm like, oh, really, God? (laughs) No, five more minutes. So I put my dinner down, go into my lounge room and just kneel on the floor and go, okay, God, what are you saying? Mm. And right then, oh, wow, it just clicked. And what's God saying was a thing to me. And suddenly I knew in that moment, um, do some, do online videos. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. And just you put out this plan to me, doing these online videos. And so I ended up doing weekly online videos. I decided to do it live because I knew if I did it pre-recorded, I'd press stop every time and try to restart. (laughs) Because I'd want it to be perfect. Right. When you're live, you can't do that. And you um and ah and stumble over yourself and go, oh, what was that verse again? But that's okay. Yeah. We can do that. You just you yeah. just get it out there. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing that. 
I then, gosh, I mean, this story could take so long. There's so many things in it. But I ended up volunteering for Lana's conference. Then when the job opportunity came up to be Lana's PA, I, you know, I jumped into that as well. And that was just a whole other thing because I never actually got the email that um, advertised for that job. But someone else said, oh, Joe, you'd be perfect at this. And it all fell into place. Now, here I am doing a podcast with Lana and Courtney. Mm -hmm. And if you had told me that I'd be doing this in the very beginning, I'd say, whatever, you're joking. Mm -hmm. And I'd also be freaking out because how can I do that? But now I'm just like, yeah, all right, let's do it. Let's go for it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just God just calls you step by step. Mm -hmm. And in the moment, he gives you the strength and the words to say. The things I... I wrote down, or I had a few ideas for what I was going to say today, but it all came together this morning. And God just takes us on this journey. Um, and all we need to do, I guess, in that is to say yes to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what I, I wrote down as you were speaking, Joe, was just trusting and intimacy. Mm. Because, you know, that's, that's that place of, you know, it, it's okay. And I, I feel like I need to, I want to give permission to people that are listening that are, you know, a lot of what you talked about in the early, you know, parts of doing school with Lana and, and her saying something. And then you say, Oh, I heard the Lord say that just the other week. Or, you know, part of that is, is trusting in that intimacy. And part of that comes with testing. And I, it is okay to ask the Lord to confirm things like it's okay to grow in that space and to hold things open-handed and say, I feel like I'm hearing this. Let's mm -hmm. see what the Lord does. Let's see, you know, cause that's that place of connection and asking for confirmation too. And that doesn't mean that we're going to get 3 million confirmations every time he says to do something, but that's part of that grace that he has for us as we're learning and as we're learning to listen we're learning to have our ear to his heart. Um, and I heard a similar theme when you were talking about, you know, that fasting, that last five mm -hmm. minutes, like, mm -hmm. and the Lord yeah. was speaking to me as you were sharing. And he was like, Courtney, the focus is not the fast. The focus is me. Like mm -hmm. that's the intimacy draw. Like that's the whole point. The point is not that we necessarily cut ourselves off from food or water. It's that we become completely focused on him. Um, and I love that you carry that, Joe. I love that you carry that intimacy and that place of just permission for anybody. Like this is, this is the kingdom. It is yeah. near, it's here, it's right here for you. And if you want it, take it, receive it, you know, seek for more of it. And I, I love that. That's to me, that's what I see a lot in you, Joe. That's what I hear a lot coming out in this story. The things that you shared right there is just that permission to enter in boldly with the king but it's that place of intimacy that it's just so incredible yeah absolutely yeah and i wrote it down in the bottom of my notes but i'll jump to it since you brought up the intimacy um and one of lana's favorite verses too i know because she's used this so many times <laughs> i've got to put my bookmark in it but i kind of know it off by heart almost but psalm 25 14 Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, let me read it properly. 
because there's also a verse previously as well that I want to bring up. So Psalm 25, 14, and love it in the Passion Translation. It just puts it perfectly. There's a private place reserved for the devoted lovers of Yahweh, where they sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promises. So good. I love it. Yeah, that verse, you know, when you read that, Joe, don't you feel that it's it's it, it just shouts to me like, yes, intimacy, but I have this picture of closeness. Like I have this yeah. picture of like, you know, my head on his chest, you know, listening to his heart and listening to his secrets. And, um, you know, I love um, I love what you just shared, Joe. I, I want to jump on a few things. Um, but, you know, when I listen to you, I, I, I hear somebody that is not um, in a rush to, you know, do things in the sense of, you know, sometimes I think it's easy. We can go, oh, like, um, oh, I want to do this for God or I want to do this for God. And we can go and build things and do things out of excitement and, and out of zeal. And when I look at you, I see that excitement and I see that zeal, but I see this, there's a tenderness and a surrender that is in you to walk in the pace of God. Um, I've watched it time and time again. Like there is this sensitivity that you carry to walk in um, such a place of surrender to him that then you see this incredible, um, what can I call it, like this incredible masterpiece and that's only just a piece of your of the story, right, where the Lord has supernaturally brought you into these places of destiny and divine favor and connection and all of these things. And when I'm listening to you, I hear that and I heard again this sound of rest. I heard this sound of this is what happens when someone walks with him, like simply to know him, to hear his voice. And even when the intimidation comes in or the, you know, you could never do that or whatever, like there is this, this, um, what am I, like this fortification, this strength that I see in you, that you know who you, who you are, like you know how much your father loves you. And I could hear those, that sound so loudly when you were sharing and I wrote down, uh, and ladies, this will mean more to you at the end of this episode, but I wrote down the word unapologetic. And you know, Joe, that this word is I'm carrying for years. I've carried this prophetic word that the Lord is raising up right now, a company of women who are unapologetic about who they are in Christ and what they've been called to and their expressions of creativity, their expression of Christ within them. And the Lord's lifting off the lids of apology. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so as I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm thinking of Courtney's question to you, what does it look like to be a woman fully alive? And you shared so beautifully, yet then I look at your beautiful face and I go, you are someone who lives literally, ladies, this will mean more to you at the end, but you literally live as an unapologetic daughter of God and then you are then, you know, ministering to others. And so I just, I think, isn't it amazing that for such a time as this, the way the Lord um, has brought you into this community, into this ministry at a time when 
you're carrying that. I'm carrying that. I know Courtney's like she's championing women and giving them permission. Like I sit here and I go, guys, you can't make this up. Like, you know, the, the handiwork of the Lord. And so I say all of that to say that when you were talking, Joe, I felt very strongly, ladies, to encourage you in your trust of the Lord and your rest in him and his ways and his plan for you. Because sometimes I think we can be in seasons where we don't understand what God's doing or we don't understand what's happening. But as we walk in that place of intimacy and as we walk in that place of surrender to him with our hands open, walking at his pace, we then fall into those Ephesians 3.20 moments, right? We may think we're stumbling into them, but we're actually not. They've been divinely orchestrated the Lord's like, here we go. Here's the first one. Oh, here's the second one. And I just, I really felt that encouragement flowing through you, Joe, as you were sharing for the ladies that, um, you know, just exhale and trust that the Lord, as you walk closely with him, will bring the right connections, the right people. He will, he will move you into the right places at the right time for you to walk in what he has for you. So I just want to lift off mm -hmm. that and that pressure that can sometimes come of, am I missing it? I don't understand what God's doing. Like I just feel that real peace and divine exhale of rest as you were sharing, Joe. that will really minister to some ladies this morning. Thank so. you. Good. Um, Joe. I want to ask you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, Lana, you used um, the word masterpiece and I've got Ephesians 2.10 written down. <laughs> Because it's one of the verse that speaks to me as well. You know, for we are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Yes. But um, even though, I mean, I've been a Christian my whole life, grew up in a Christian family. And, you know, when I was younger, I felt I had a pretty strong identity in God. But that verse actually I struggled with because the word masterpiece to me um it still felt like something I had to live up to. A masterpiece mm. is this great and beautiful and amazing thing. Mm. And, you know, you sort of, oh, I have, I have to be this masterpiece. I have to be this masterpiece. Until I read that scripture in the NRSV, the New Revised Standard Version, and it said, for we are what he has made us. Yes. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, to be our way of life. Wow. And when I read that, it just it gave me permission, I guess, to mm -hmm. be that masterpiece. It was like, oh, I don't have to be. I am that masterpiece. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, I think you, you're saying about living unapologetically. And I think when we live in that place of intimacy, when our eyes are so fixed on him, when we just think of him so much then those other things like it, it just becomes our natural way of thinking mm. and um it reminds me of something when I was younger um so I grew up in the Christian family love to read my bible all of that um and that was just what I was used to mm. and even though I went to a Christian school I guess um well, it was, I reckon, grade two I was, and we were lining up for class one day, and one of the other kids said to me, hey, Joe, how do you know so much about God? 
And I said to them, well, I just read my Bible every day. <laughs> and he'd be thinking, isn't that what everybody does? <laughs> because that was something that was so normal to me mm. that I just had no, I guess, I, I didn't consider that um, that wasn't the normal way of doing things. And when we are in that place, when we are so surrounded by God's love, when we are so surrounded by his presence, um, we have no room, we have no option for those other things because they don't even enter our mind. Yeah. Yeah. I just kept getting those pictures. You were, were speaking there, Joe, about, you know, I just read my Bible every day and, um, Especially, and I especially wrote down that to be our way of life. Uh, when you were talking about Ephesians two ten, he um, he's made us um, his masturbate his masterpiece, and to be and he is to be our way of life. And you know, I know I've had I've had people reach out and ask before, you know, they they feel discouraged. They're like, I don't under I don't I don't feel like I'm doing enough. Um, I don't feel like I'm I'm able to connect to the Lord in the way that you are. And um, like for you, Joe, it's like you said, it was just very natural. Like I just I just read my Bible every day. Um, but there were the those that were struggling with that. Um, I felt like the Holy Spirit said to encourage people to just let yourself become aware of him being with you. Yeah. And he, he's done that with me a lot because a lot yeah. of my day with four children homeschooling and doing housework that I can't tell you how many times that he's come in and just ruined my laundry folding with yeah. some sort of, yeah, not that I mind <laughs> with some sort of, <laughs> excuse me, you know, revelation or something that he wants to say, or, you know, something simple, but it, it's profound for me. Um, allowing myself to become aware of his presence and, uh, and allowing myself to just say, okay, even if I have to physically say, okay, Courtney, picture yourself walking into the room and Jesus is right next to you. He's with you doing the dishes. He's with you folding the laundry. He's with you cleaning the floors, you know, wherever it is, he's there. Um, that brought me a lot of, a lot of freedom. And like you're saying, like a lot of permission to just say like, he's to reach out. He's always, he's right there. Um, and I feel like you've already actually pulled out a lot of keys for so many of us Um to understand like what are some things that you feel the Lord is highlighting as a key component in moving with him right now? I feel like you've already kind of pulled out some of those things and kind of laid it out for us, um, realizing it or not. But I, I want to ask that question outright because I, I want to know kind of what's bubbling to the forefront of your mind of what are some of those things that you feel like the Lord is highlighting for us right now as women um, as a key component in moving with him and what he's doing or, or who he is revealing himself to be right now. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, and I think some of those key components are things that are so natural to us that sometimes mm -hmm. we discount them yeah. because especially, you know, going back to Ephesians 2.10, we are what he has made us. And to be our way of life, these things are so normal to us that we're looking for the next big thing. We're looking for the next, I want to be the next Lana Vorza, sort of, you know, but how did that start for me? It started for those five minutes 
on my living room floor and then God said what's God saying and that just sparked the my live streams and like okay what's God saying to me today and some of those things only went for five minutes but it was just a little simple thing okay this is what I feel God's sharing just pretending I'm having a conversation with a friend over coffee rather than speaking to all my friends on Facebook and I didn't care about numbers of views or anything. It was just, well, if someone listens, they listen. And if not, oh, well, I was just being obedient to God in the moment. And I think we can get so caught up in it having to be a big thing, it having to be something else. And we discount it because it's just something we do every day. It's so natural to us because God has given us those giftings Mm -hmm. that, they will be so natural to us because it's what God has put inside us. And um, I think also we have to not worry about having the whole picture, having the whole plan. It's just the next step. Mm-hmm. And that's something that God has been working on me for the last few years especially. Um, you're, what you're hearing now, ladies, is has been a process. I'm partway through this journey. You might be at the beginning of the journey, um, but we just need to take the next step. And I think, when was it? I can't remember what it was. It might have even been um, a little while ago now, maybe even last year. So already working for Lana, already doing these crazy things and kind of freaking out about it all (laughs) because I know (laughs) God's giving me this stuff. And... um, I can be the sort of person who you you were saying, Lana, that I just sort of, you know, have these plans but also sit in that moment of intimacy. Mm. I have learnt a little how to do that because I get these plans and I freak out and say, okay, I have to do this, I have to do that, and how do I do it and what's next? And I have to have it all together before I start. Um, So I kind of sometimes just freak out and don't do anything because mm-hmm. – you know, I have to have every single thing in place. That's the perfection interest in me. Or, you know, start and then stop because, oh, it's not working how I thought it would. And so freaking out one day, I'm like, okay, God, this is crazy. What's going on here? So I just sat on my couch, took a moment and like, God, what is going on? Just allowed him to, you know, speak to me in that moment. And he gave me the one word, control. God, really. oh, we love that word don't we <laughs> and that also went back to something he had told me the year before was again so I'll go back to that year before when he gave me a picture of me standing in the airport looking up at the departure board and there was all these flights scheduled to all these different places around the world And he was telling me, where do you want to go? Mm -hmm. And so this was sort of, you know, metaphorically speaking, you know, what do you want to do in life? What, what, you know, what do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. But then instantly kicked in. But if I go to Hawaii, you know, I have to pack my bathers, I have to pack this, I have to pack that. If I go to you know, somewhere else and where there's snow, I make, need to make sure I've got my warm winter gear and pack a jacket and what? How, how do I do this? And before even, you know, thinking about all these amazing opportunities God 
down in what I um, have to do and how I have to plan it. And God stopped me in that moment and said, no, 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 no. Where do you want to go? I am packing your suitcase for you. Mm. Wow. Okay, that took the pressure off. Wow. And so in that moment, that, you know, took away the worry. So all these things of preparation, of, of having to do stuff, when God calls you, he gives you the ability to do it. So fast forward again into that moment where he said that word control. Okay, right. It was a bit of a, you know, come on, Mm -hmm. wake up here. But at the same time, it was that release of, all right, take that breath. I'm giving my control to you. I don't need to do this. He was reminding me, I'm packing your suitcase. And, yes, there will be those moments. You don't know what's going on. There will be those moments of, Okay, you're asking what's next and you want to know all the plans, but no, I'm just giving you the one next step. And it was literally the one next thing, like this task that would take five minutes. But no, he's not giving me anything else, any other plans until I do that one thing that took five minutes. And it's that learning to trust. But in those moments of that intimacy of sitting with him and just doing that one next thing, Mm. You just are along that journey with him. So good, so good. Again, Joe, I hear that deep sound of rest that comes in trusting him, hey, because how often do we all, like, sometimes I find myself, like, I'd love to know, God, what are the next 20 steps, right? Tell me the next 20 steps, like, and then we're all good. But then I think, hang on. If he told me the next 20 steps, I think I'd probably freak out. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. he gives you like the big picture. He's done that to me sometimes. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And what's in that season? What happens? I have to depend and I have to trust and I have to release my control of what it's going to look like and how I'm going to get there. Because we know Mm -hmm. God shows us things that are so much bigger than us, right? We can't do it. And so there's that call to surrender and to trust and to hold tightly to him when he releases the 20 steps. But then in the season where he only releases the next step, it's a whole different thing, isn't it? Because you don't know, where am I going? Where are we? Where are you leading me? What does it look like? But that calls for surrender and that calls for trust as well. And just as I'm listening to you, I'm like, wow, like again, I feel like the Lord is wanting to release that revelation of his heart of how good he is and how in control he is and the plans that he he does have for us like that are good and he is packing our bags. He knows exactly what you need inside your bag, you know, to go where he needs you to go. And that when you shared that, Joe, I just felt the pressure coming off. Like, again, it's that that exhale that I can believe that he's looking after me, that no matter where he's leading me, he's empowering me, he's strengthening me, and he's going to equip me with everything that I need to take the next step and the step after that and the step after that doesn't mean that I'm going to feel the, the beautiful feelings of comfort but I'm definitely going to feel that place of encounter because I don't know about you, but in some of the most uncomfortable places sometimes, Mm -hmm. 
where I've had to release my control or I've had to, you know, trust him at a really deep level. He doesn't leave me sitting there on my own. He comes and he reveals again another aspect of his heart and another aspect of his nature. Um, And I remember when before we even started itinerant ministry many years ago, the Lord said to me, so I'm going to send you to the nations. And I said, oh, oh, wow, that's um, that's quite big. And he said, yes. And I said, well, here's my notepad. So can let's let's write a plan. What's this going to look like? And I sat there and I waited and there was silence. And I'm like, Lord, I have at the time, Elijah was like really little, like really little. I had one child and he was really young. And I'm like, so what, how is this going to work with a little baby? There was still silence. And I'm like, um, hello. <laughs> and he says, I'm going to send you to the nations. And I'm like, wonderful. What's it going to look like? Silence. And then eventually the Lord says to me, Lana, all you need to do on the bottom of your page is sign your name with a yes and I'll fill in the rest. Wow. And I tell you what, like that moment to me was one of the most terrifying and the most beautiful moments in uh, in my life because in that moment I realized I had to really release another level of control of having to know what it was going to look like and having to know, you know, how, and that's hard, especially you've got a baby, like, are you going to send me to the nations? What does that even look like? But I had to release that control and let, let, let it go. But in that place and that space, my goodness, the provision and the way he showed up, the connections that he made, I come out the other side with my phrase, you can't make this stuff up, right? And so I just, I love that you shared this, Joe, because it just, again, reveals the faithfulness and the goodness of God um, in all of his works, all of his works and his ways are perfect and wonderful. So that was beautiful. I loved and it. And can't he do it so much better than what we could even conceive? Our mm-hmm. best effort is so minuscule compared to his mm-hmm. tiniest little bit of power and grace and mm-hmm. his plans. Right. See, I think I, I think I, like, I want to flip the page on that too a little bit because, okay, I kept thinking about this memory that I had in graduate school where, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, the first couple days of classes, they give you the syllabus and it has like your entire semester mapped out. Yes. Every single assignment that you're going to have to complete is on there. Every single project, every single test, like it's all on there. I was the person in class that like hated that day. Yeah. Like I hated syllabus day because I'm like <laughs> too much pressure. Like I see all the stuff on here and oh my gosh, how am I going to get all this done? And I would literally like stop breathing very deeply. <laughs> my hands would start to tingle and I'm like, okay, just, just breathe Courtney because it's one thing at a time. It's one yeah. day at a time. It's one assignment mm-hmm. at a time. And so sometimes I think there's the other side of that paper, which is that if he were to give us every single right. thing that we asked for, every single bullet point and sub point and oh. major highlight, what would we actually do with it? You know, and that takes, yeah. it takes yeah. the, um, mm-hmm. It takes the need for and the desire for that ongoing revelation and that ongoing stepping through with him of, you know, okay, I'll sign sign yes and we'll see what what you do next. And, you know, from from my perspective, I'm like, don't give me too much information (laughs) because I'll just 
I'll make it into a thing. So that's part of my, for any of you that maybe identify more with my side or my mm-hmm. approach to it, there's grace for us too, is that sometimes mm. the Lord does give us some things that we are to do. And there, it's yeah. equally as beautifully challenging to say, okay, Lord, I'm still going to rely on you. I'm still going to lean on you for every step of it, even though, okay, you have asked me to do something. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. I think the focus of it and what I hear you, Lana and Joe sharing is just that need for that intimacy and that connection and walking hand Mm -hmm. in hand with him. And like you said, it's step by step. Like any of us have, none of us have gotten to the, to the points where we're at um, without taking a gradual, like the Lord leading us through step by step. Yeah. Are there times where we jump and we, we make big strides? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But there are also a lot more of those individual smaller steps that we take every day. Yeah. And, you know, can I say one thing I have learned over the last few years, um, and it even comes back to that question, what does it mean to be a woman who, a woman of God who lives fully alive? I tell you what, and I know, ladies, I talk about this all the time, but it is, it is in the core of me. I feel fully alive when I am walking in the pace of God. If I get out of pace with the pace of Jesus and the the pace that he's walking in, I am not living fully alive. Like I am not, there is this, um, there is this, like I can feel heavy or I can feel massively like overwhelmed. I feel like I'm not in that what, what's a word I can use? You know, the sweet spot when you like hit this place with the Lord, you're like, this is exactly where I'm meant to be right now. This is the slipstream that God has me in. And you can feel it. There's the ease, there's the grace. And in that space, even though it may be hard, it, living fully alive doesn't mean I feel like sunshine and lollipops all the time, but there is this there's something within the core of my spirit, the very core of who I am that comes alive when I align with the pace of God. If I get out of the pace of God, I don't feel fully alive in the core of me. And I think that it's really interesting listening to what you were just saying, Courtney, because as I'm listening, I in, in front of my eyes are flashing the different seasons that I've walked through. And sometimes, you know, when God has picked up the pace, that's been the pace for my season, but it's been orchestrated by him. And there's been a grace on the pace. And I feel like I'm I'm in, I'm still in a rest, even though things might be uh, happening quite quickly. There's a grace and an empowerment that is happening in that season. And I'm feeling that fully alive because I'm walking in his way and I'm walking in his pace. I'm not walking in a pace dictated by my own um what how I think it should go or what others think my pace should be. I'm flowing in what in his pace and his grace. And then other seasons, God has given me only the next step, thank God. And in that one revelation of only the next step, that's the pace for that season. And sure, I may feel frustrated because, hang on, last season you gave me 10 steps. And this season you're only giving me one. Like, have I done something wrong? What's happening? But I just felt really strongly when you were sharing, Courtney, that it's so important that we recognize the pace of God in every season. And as we do and we relax and surrender into that pace, I think there is a blossoming of us as the daughters of God being fully alive 
that happens within us in the surrendering to the pace of God for every season and surrendering to the revelation of um, whatever, however many steps he wants to reveal in every season. Does that even make sense? Like I'm just, I've learned so much about, yeah, like living fully alive is so, for me, determined in one area by following the pace and the way of God. Uh, and I, I love that you, what you were saying there, Lana, about the seasons, because, mm. you know, sometimes um, there's a, a verse in Proverbs where it talks about knowing the importance of the season that you are in, but mm. because there will be things that um, will be helpful for you in that season that might not be helpful for you in another time. There may be things that you're called to do in that season that you're not called to do in another Um and as you were speaking, I was actually thinking about the the season of winter because shortly we will be entering into that. And sometimes in those winter seasons and in those seasons of rest, it looks like things are dead, but they're actually very fully alive. Yes. They are resting and they were fully alive in their season of rest. And it's mm-hmm. necessary. And I think we've said this before, even on this podcast, it's necessary to have those seasons of rest so that you can have the next season of fruitfulness. So if we're pushing against that constantly and we're, we're thinking I'm not producing, I'm not, you know, doing whatever I should be having my 20 steps and I'm just having the one step. If we're pushing against that constantly, we can actually be pushing against the next season that the Lord's trying to take us into. Um, so it's important that, you know, like you're talking about, Joe, we, we walk with him in that place of intimacy, even in that five more minutes just yes. five more minutes. And I want to say something to you and boom, in that five minutes, all of this, this stuff opens up for the next, for the next steps. So it's that it's, it is that beautiful place of intimacy. And I love that that's been such a key that you've pulled out for us today, mm-hmm. Joe, that it's been absolutely beautiful of having that permission that you have permission to hear. You do hear him um, mm-hmm. and that permission for intimacy to sit and remain with him. It's beautiful. And I think in these seasons as well, especially, you know, in those winter seasons that you were talking about, um, we're so in society geared towards doing things. And if we're not doing things, we're not being successful. Yeah. And even within church and church circles and ministry, we have that same sort of mindset. And um, I do remember this is quite some years back now, because I've been involved in church ministry in one form or another, kids' church and on the music team or whatever around, you know, just doing things, doing, doing, doing. And so there was a period of time where I actually stepped down from everything and for a good few months I was on no team at all. I was not serving at all. And... It was really, really hard. Mm. But I actually was thinking, well, who am I? What, mm-hmm. what am I doing? A- am I even a Christian if I'm not doing things? Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was, a, I guess, a process of rediscovery of who am I when I'm not doing? Yes. And we really need to do find those rhythms and that rest. I mean, you read in Genesis, God from the very beginning um, set out those rhythms and patterns of rest. Six days he worked, one day he rested. 
Mm-hmm. And um, then he gave the garden to Adam and Eve to tend the garden. That was their job. Yeah. But um, at the same time, what was the thing that he, he also came into the call, you know, in the call of the evening, he came and talked with them and met with them and had those times of intimacy. So, um, yeah, there was those different rhythms in there. And I think in those moments it's, yes, we're working, but it's those in those moments of intimacy that we find out who we are, not in those moments of working. Mm-hmm. And I guess I want to um, speak to the ladies who are maybe thinking, well, I don't know who I am. I don't know what God's called me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to tell you that that's okay. That journey God, journey with God in those moments, think of it as an adventure of discovery. Um, yeah, it, it's not a you have to do these sort of things. The the who am I is not, or who am I and what am I supposed to do is not the end goal. Mm-hmm. The goal is that intimacy with God. Whatever you're doing, the goal is the intimacy. That's why Jesus came, to restore that intimacy with us. Mm-hmm. And in those moments you would find him. Um, but one practical thing I would ask you is what are you passionate about? Um, and what makes you angry? And that's not, oh, someone cut me off in the traffic or the kids left their things on the floor again. Not that sort of angry, but what makes you angry and that grr that rises up inside you that you just want to roar because of a sense of injustice. Mm -hmm. I think that is a really big key to asking what you're passionate about because sometimes you think, oh, well, I don't know what I'm passionate about. Mm. But um, I, I do this thing that's called Fearless Pursuit um, based on a quote. And I don't know who wrote the quote because whenever I try and Google it, it either comes up with anonymous or a couple different people. Mm. But the quote says, be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I was journeying through God and he downloaded these little steps. So I did this challenge and every single day I did these little things of self-discovery to find out what makes me passionate. Who am I? Mm. What should I be fearless and what sets my soul? What should I be fearless in and what mm-hmm. sets my soul on fire? I love it. So good. Very so good. And I Ladies, love sorry. No, I was just gonna wrap up with one last thought here, Lana. You know, you talked about rest, Joe. Jo. Um, you talked about like just then pulling away from some of the things that you were doing. And the Lord said to me the other day, and I wrote it down, he said, Courtney, I am the great I am. I am not the great I do. He said, I do because I am. But I do out of my place of being. And sometimes Mm -hmm. when it comes to those seasons or those times like you're talking about where you take a Sabbath, you take a rest from doing something, I actually think that that's key to tending joy. It allows us to tend to our joy and to allow the joy to be something that's nurtured and protected because that to me is also another key of intimacy. That's, that's, I, 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 when I'm with somebody that I love dearly, joy will be there. And that's part of that for me is making sure that we have that Sabbath, that place of, of peace and knowing that um, this 
this is this is who I I am. This is my being. I am being with the Lord. We can do with him, yes, but we are called and he wants us, invites us into that place of being. So thank you, Joe. You just laid out a beautiful feast. Um one that I know a lot of us were going to be going back to and eating from again and again. So thank you so much for sharing, pouring out your heart, pouring out your who you are and letting us just sit with you and enjoy um, and feast with you. So thank you so much for that um, today. Thank that was you. just an absolute feast. It's, yeah. it's been great. And I just want to leave um, you with one thought because you just reminded me of it when I was, when you was talking then. Um, I reckon I was a teenager at the time and I was having these moments, you know, it might've even, I can't remember when, but it was a long time ago, but I was having, you know, this time and I just felt really close to God, really intimate with him. And I'm like, Oh God, this is so great. Oh, this is so amazing. But so what, what is this for? And he said to me, well, what for this for it's, it's for this. And I'm like, what? Oh, okay. And so I, even then I was trying to think of, you know, these, these moments of intimacy, I'm just feeling so close to you, Lord. Thank you, God. And it wasn't for anything. It wasn't so I could do anything. It was just mm -hmm. he wanted to be with me. Mm -hmm. And in that moment I was just so taken back, but there was just this joy and delight of he wants it as well. Mm. Not just that, oh, it's so amazing for us. He desires it as well. That verse, there's a private place reserved for the devoted lovers of Yahweh where they sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promises. He's so excited to share his promises with us, and I think that is just amazing. I love that, Joe. I love that you read that again. I just, yeah, I think the Lord said to me at the start of this year or it might have been the end of last year, I haven't got my journal in front of me, but he said, Lana, watch me. I'm going to undo the do. And uh, and there was this, this beautiful invitation that I felt like the Lord was inviting us into, you know, as the body of Christ where we understand like what you have shared, Joe, and what you shared so beautifully too, Courtney, like that, you know, the do doesn't define who I am right? Like who I am is a daughter of the King that is so loved by him, loved so much that the father sent his one and only son and absolutely delights to be in my presence, not for what I can do for him, but because the King is enthralled with my beauty. Like, wow, we, you know, and, and Joe, just to even sit and, and marinate and, and sailor on that very thought that so often we're like, Lord, I love being in your presence. And how much do we love being in his presence, right? We want to be in his presence and behold his beauty and never move. And that, that love that, that bubbles up inside of our hearts as we look to him and we worship him and we sit next to him and we listen to his heart. Yes, 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 and yes. But also to hear you know, the beloved look at us and say, I'm enthralled with your beauty and I love spending time with you. Like this isn't for anything else, but I just want to sit with my Joe or this is for nothing else, but I just want to sit with my Courtney. This is for nothing else, but I just want to sit with my Lana and I want to share my heart with my girls 
because we're in relationship and I trust you and I love you. It's not so you can go and parade it on Facebook or, you know, not to say there's not times where the Lord tells us to share things, but there is a sacred space of intimacy that we are invited into in that place where the king just wants to share what's on his heart today. My goodness me, let us never become familiar with that place, right? Like, oh, leaves me face down and undone that, you know, the one who created the heavens and the earth wants to share his heart with me. Like, my goodness. Anyway, anyway. Oh, see, Joe, you got me started. <laughs> That's right. Another episode coming soon. <laughs> but honestly, oh, yeah. in that place all day. Yes, the greatest delight. The greatest delight. Well, this has been wonderful. Thank you again, Joe, for um, joining us. What a blessing it has been to sit and to feast with you um, on the goodness of God and the revelation of, of his nature again. Uh, but I want to ask you, Joe. so I alluded to unapologetic uh, means more than just what I was sharing. Do you want to um, share a little bit about what is unapologetic and we're going to put your details right now up on the screen so everybody can follow along with you yeah so i will bring them up here we go for those watching on youtube and for those listening the unapologetic is what is began as that five minutes more with jesus and god saying just five minutes more with me so that is my um blog and my live stream to youtube to my facebook um so if you would like you can follow me along there the unapologetic or one word um the unapologetic blog and at the unapologetic for youtube so yeah it started off as just sharing five minutes with my friends then turned into this crazy multi-streaming a blog and all this other stuff so um, just like yeah, please <laughs> just like that so please follow along if you'd like um and yeah that's me wonderful well ladies i would encourage you to follow along with the beautiful joe and you will hear more of the wonderful revelation that the lord is releasing through her this morning you have just had a taste so you want to sit at the table with this incredible woman jump on to um, the unapologetic so bless you it's been wonderful to be with you and we will see you again next time bye see ya bye we hope that this podcast has blessed you and we have been blessed by bringing it to you today if you would like to see more of what zion's company of women is about please check out our website zionscompanyofwomen.com we pray that your